Hey, I'm Maggie. I'm Pam. And I'm Laura. And you're listening to the Planetarian Life Podcast. Each week, we meet here to talk about our passion for food, our concerns for the earth, and discuss how we can align our hopes for the future while eating and living well effortlessly. Today, we're talking about breakfast. And I've actually found in the last 10 years that breakfast is one of the most difficult meals to make plant rich. Um, Partly because my husband is English. He loves, you know, when we first met, he loved a full English breakfast. He loves eggs on toast. um, And he's passed down that passion for eggs to my son, whose favorite food is eggs. He will tell anyone who's willing to listen. And and he can make them himself. He can make them. Yeah, that's a that's a big bonus. So I often find that I'm making eggs for breakfast, uh, not as much for myself, but for my husband, for my son, um, and to a certain degree, my daughter. And I, I just I always find that it's easier for me to feed everyone and myself plant rich for lunch, for dinner, but breakfast seems to be our biggest challenge. And um, I thought if that was the case for me, it might be the case for other people as well. Yeah, we're, we're big on eggs. It's definitely such an easy way to get like lots of easy, good nutrition protein into kids in the morning. Even picky eaters, usually there's some way they like eggs. So is it just people my age? But I swear, I feel like everybody I encounter, I mean, just this past weekend, we were down in Jacksonville, Florida, and and our friends in South Carolina, everybody these days, quote, is fasting, and nobody even eats breakfast. Oh, yeah. Intermittent fasting. Well, intermittent fasting. Yes, that's a kind. As I said to somebody, I said, "Isn't that what we just used to call skipping breakfast?" (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but skipping breakfast used to be a bad thing because breakfast is the most important meal of the day. (laughs) Anyway, I don't don't skip breakfast. (laughs) Maggie's like, "All right, Pam, stop talking about no breakfast on the breakfast episode." (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, it's a good point because. I've done a lot of research on breakfast, and the fact is, is that your friends in Florida and South Carolina are not alone. You know, the average American only eats breakfast three times a week, and 13% of Americans rarely, if ever, eat breakfast. That must be our intermittent fasting folks. Um, I don't eat breakfast. I haven't eaten breakfast in years. Unless someone else makes it for me. Despite the fact that there is, again, all my breakfast research, but even, you know, this is just stuff that's floating in the common knowledge ether about how good breakfast is for you, how good it is for brain function, for um, athletes, for children in schools, for your mm. metabolism. For I mean, there's just the, the, the benefits of starting the day with food are so endless. There's even studies about how it can reduce your risk of you know, heart disease. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, so it's always surprising to me when people just forego breakfast. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really get it. And I, but again, you know, I've read more about it and, you know, there are certain people for whom just the idea of waking up earlier simply isn't worth it. Um, for some people, it's just the stress of having to think of what is for breakfast. And so for some people, it's like, 
not only do I not want to get up earlier, I also don't want to make and clean up a breakfast mess. Yeah. And so for that reason, um, convenience foods, heat and go, on the run kind of breakfast foods tend to be the most popular. Yeah. But a recent survey of, I believe it was 2,000 people, found that 65% of people said that eggs was their number one go-to huh. breakfast food, uh, followed by coffee. Coffee is not a food, um, but <laughs> fine. And um, I feel attacked because I'm having my breakfast coffee right now, and that's all I ever do. So full of nutrition. Um, full of joy. Full of joy, but not full of nutrition. Mine is decaf, too, so it's pretty much nothing. Okay, if that's put, no joy. If you, if, you, if you put milk or plant milk in it, that kind of makes it breakfast, right? <laughs> Maggie, we can't we can't hear you rolling your eyes on the podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, but I I think I think regardless of whether you're you know eating plant rich or vegan or you're eating eggs and breakfast meats, it doesn't matter. I think breakfast is a challenge for people, kind of across mm-hmm. the board. Yep. And so I just thought we would talk today about sort of what we're doing for breakfast and what we find helpful um, and what recipes or what techniques or strategies we fall back on. Because I do, I mean, I do try several days a week to get plant-based breakfast on the table. Um, And, you know, Andy and I'll eat anything that's put in front of us. You know, the kids are a bit more of a challenge, but it's, I think a lot of it is about you know, trial and error. And as we've said on previous podcasts about being curious, being adventurous and trying something new. Um, yeah, yeah, I think um, I think the problem with breakfast is that your repertoire is pretty limited. There are only certain things that are acceptable to eat at breakfast. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, just bread, bready things, you know, muffins or biscuits or rolls or bread or toast or bagels, bagels. Yes. English uh, so, muffins. Yes. All the, so and uh, pastries and, you know, so there's, there's the bread thing. And of course people are scared of that. Um, and then there's like the pork products, bacon, sausage, ham, mm-hmm. right. And then there's eggs. And you know cheese, pancakes, pancake, yeah, waffles. That's, that's bread, bread, bread. <laughs> so I just I think differently shaped bread. There's a ton of bread and a ton of meat. Yeah. And then what what else is there? So like if you don't eat you know bread, like I'm gluten free, or if you don't want to eat a lot of processed things, especially in the morning, your yeah. options for traditional yeah. breakfast foods, yeah, are almost Great. nothing. Yeah. I mean. And, and for me, I don't, like, I don't like smoothies. I, mean, I know you love a smoothie for breakfast on the go, but it's like, I, I don't like to mix my, I don't like when my drink category moves over into the food category. I, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, like, well, that, I don't like to drink my food. Most, yeah. most people actually struggle with that. Like it, you know, drinking calories that you don't feel full. So then you have yeah. to eat anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's right. I'll, yeah. If I have a smoothie, I still need something else. So why? Well, I was. Gonna, I mean, I, I plan to talk about this later, but you know, my my whole thing is why do we have to have these strict breakfast categories? You know, last yeah. week on the podcast, Laura talked about eating lentils for breakfast. You know, that's not a common breakfast food, but it's delicious, nutritious, especially if you kind of jazz them up a bit. 
um, I, I often, you know, I make breakfast and get the kids out the door to school and come back. And I, so I don't have to kind of eat what they eat. I often just have whatever was for lunch or dinner the day before for breakfast. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with like a bowl of fried rice for breakfast or a bowl of soup or not a damn thing. Yeah. I mean, why, why not reheat those things? I think it also helps me to reduce food waste because, you know, perhaps Andy and I wouldn't want to have, you know, the same thing for dinner tonight that we had, you know, the night before, but mm-hmm. if I can just eat it for br- breakfast over the course of a couple of days, I, that's one of the things that I love most about sort of eating planetarian is that I feel like so many of the, you know, what are the right things to have at each meal kind of barriers melt away. And there's just sort of less restriction. And I think if people are so concerned about protein at breakfast, you know, eat beans for breakfast, eat grains for breakfast. Eat tofu um, for breakfast. Eat tofu for breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I do eat breakfast and Maggie, I'm more like you. I'm like in the morning, I'm getting the kids, I'm feeding the dog, whatever. There's just too much there's no time for me to sit down and eat anyway. So I can shovel, you know, their leftovers in my mouth, but like, there's just no point, but I eat when I come back from getting them all gone. And I, if I eat breakfast, it's always leftovers because that's, I spent a lot of time making that food and I love that food. Like I don't, I don't like eggs enough to sit down and purposely cook myself some eggs Mm -hmm. at, you know, 1030 in the morning Mm -hmm. when I've got like, nachos in the fridge or bean burgers or (laughs) (laughs) like falafel you know I mean it's interesting you know I've certainly shifted there uh you know for the most part we used to just have scrambled eggs or you know when David ate eggs you know over you know over easy and that sort of thing but I will say that eggs have shifted in our family from becoming sort of the center of the plate sort of like meat uh, as opposed to a binder for vegetables. So mm-hmm. like this morning, we've been on vacation for 10 days. I came home. There were some mushrooms in the uh, the vegetable bin that, you know, uh, definitely needed to be used up immediately. Have seen better days. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just threw in a small, uh, about a bit of egg. David needed to go breakfast, and I put it in a, um, a pita, just uh, the mushrooms bound with um, a tiny bit of egg. And that was, so I think that's um, obviously that and buying good eggs. Right. Yeah. Cause the fact is, the fact is, is that eggs, you know, relative to many other foods have a fairly low carbon footprint. Um, And they're good for you. And they're good for you. They're, they're a good source of nutrition. Um, Although, you know, you know, speaking of my dad, you know, uh, he has this story where he has um, sort of, I guess it's like genetically high cholesterol. He's very, you know, healthy, trim, you know, e- you know, eats well, obviously now a very plant rich diet, but he had extremely high cholesterol and he uh, went to the doctor and she, she said that she could put him on medication and he said he didn't want to do that. And so he came back and committed for, I think it was like three months to really eating very, very minimal meat and dairy products. And he went back and he had another test done of his cholesterol. And the, the doctor was amazed. It was, amazed. Down, it was down about 60 points. 
But, you know, it's hard to isolate exactly what it was. You know, we yeah. certainly reduced our meat consumption and, and, and cheese and stuff like that. So, and a lot of people will say whatever the cholesterol in eggs doesn't affect you in the same way that, you know, processed cholesterol, you know, foods, yeah. whatever, and obviously beef and, and um, pork and things like that. So I'm not sure about that. But in any case... We had well, it was the one thing. It was the one thing that he came home and conscientiously did different, and everything yeah. else stayed the same. Yeah. So it certainly had a factor. Yeah. In, yes, in but his I, I'm just saying all the all the things that he cut out. Um, it's, yeah. And it's, it's hard to know exactly which one it was, or it, you know. But my, anyway, my thing with eggs is, you know, if you if you pay attention to farming industry anything if you love vegan propaganda documentaries as much as I do you (laughs) you know you can't ignore the way that chickens are raised and where eggs come from and and it bothers me not because I care so much about chickens but because it's disgusting and that's my food um and to get better quality eggs I mean where my parents live they have a neighbor that sells eggs and they just go get it. a lot of people have access to like yeah. Easy, good we eggs. We do too. Even too- in the city, you know, if you drive out to my parents' house, you can't really drive a mile without seeing somebody with a little umbrella up and a cooler underneath with eggs inside for $3 a dozen or whatever. But even in New York, you know, there are hundreds of green markets throughout the yeah. city and they all sell fresh eggs. So even in the city, even at certain sort of like specialty stores, they sell, um, you know, eggs that were humanely raised um yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to get actually inexpensive eggs that are done right and so there's really no reason to to lower them in your diet if you're doing that um like for me I don't have you know any neighbors ever anywhere near me so I don't have any neighbors that have chickens so I try to buy the best quality you know most humane organic free-range eggs at the store and during covid those went up to 7.99 a dozen oh my gosh so but we had to reduce eggs just because it's like a dollar an egg almost (laughs) it's like it's just not that's crazy so you know to reduce the eggs we just i still feed the kids eggs because it's a great source of protein and my kids we don't do any dairy and we do very little meat. So eggs are a great, like, easy way to get protein. In. Oh, and they, they don't like beans, you know, because they're kids. Um, but to that's reduce... That we always say. That, that, that's the thing we always say, though. You know, if, if you're not buying meat or buying very minimal meat, you know, and, and cheese and, you know, sort of the things that really can bump up your, your grocery shopping bill, spending a little extra on buying better quality stuff if you have access to it is is a worthwhile investment yeah Yeah. even even expensive eggs are still pretty cheap yeah they are but you know i was like let's how can we do fewer eggs also my son was eating four eggs a morning and Uh, yeah so he has four and audrey has two and grandma it was just it was too much but you know we keep we keep eggs on the docket but we just started adding in other things too so now they have um, eggs and toast and oatmeal. So I make overnight oats. Maggie knew I was going to talk about this because I <laughs> hate make, cooking stuff in the morning. I make the overnight oats from the site on Sunday. I just line up all my reused jelly jars and I make overnight oats for the week. 
but you know, supplementing with oatmeal um, gives the kids, you know, a lot of there's yeah. protein and carbs in the oatmeal, especially if you add in peanut butter and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. And it gives them more options, and then they don't need as many eggs. So I, you know, I can buy the really good quality ones. Um, yeah. Because we're not going through a dozen every morning. The average American eats 277 eggs a year. Wow. But it's not just for breakfast, obviously. You know, it's in baked goods or in pancakes. I mean, eggs are the binders of many dishes and part of a lot of of recipes. Yep. So I think, if anything, it's just about reducing the amount of eggs that you eat so that you can buy the the good ones. Purchase better ones. It's just sort of our belief about uh meat as well you know it's just all about figuring out ways to reduce you know so but for me breakfast for me I was gonna say breakfast is I know I'm not I don't have kids and I don't have a life where I'm really rushed but I really breakfast is an important meal for us and I don't like to eat the same thing every day Mm. so it's I remember when you guys were living with us, Maggie, during COVID, and uh, we would go on our our morning walks together. And one of the fun things that we would always do as we were kind of getting close to home is, uh, what are we having for breakfast today? And yeah. it was always uh, sort of um, fun to kind of figure that out and not just eat the same, you know, granola bar or bowl of cereal or... Yeah. So, some people just get up and it's like the same thing every day, every day, every day. And, and, and that, if that's what you like, that's and what you like. And some people don't have the mental capacity to really, you know, find the joy in breakfast. But, um, but for people who do have time to do that and, yeah. and you know, at the weekends, for example, I do spend a lot of time, you know, Dash dreams about what we're going to have for breakfast at the weekends. He wants yeah. to talk about it. He wants to plan it. He gets excited about it. But I think, you know, to your you know earlier point, mom, that is about sort of just finding ways to reduce. I think it's also about opening your palate up to different mm-hmm. flavors and textures and ideas so that so that your your taste buds can kind of evolve and enjoy new things so that it doesn't feel like, you know, we always say it shouldn't feel as if you're giving things up, but so that you can take up new things in your, in your repertoire. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I remember, um, we haven't, we have yet to run a recipe like this on the site, but I, I, you know, maybe you can kind of find a way to put that link to those baked beans that we made a couple of times during COVID. Um, it sort of reminds me of the English, uh, baked beans being, being part of the, the big cooked breakfast. And I, I adore those beans um, on mm-hmm. toast, toast for breakfast. And the great thing about those is you can just have the beans on toast and that's plenty good enough. I mean, between the beans and, and, and then the grains in the bread, you've, you really are having a complete protein. But for someone like Andy, who loves a big cooked English breakfast, instead of having two eggs, if you have the beans on toast, then, you know, you're just down to one egg. So yeah. I think, um, just creating some variety in your diet and not just um, absolutely think two eggs on toast or every, every day or whatever you do. So, mm-hmm. so t- um, yeah. And you said, the, you said Laura was definitely going to talk about the overnight oatmeal. And for me, um, my, 
my one of my favorite breakfasts <laughs> as sun and girl is grits, uh, aka polenta. Um, it's so funny. Can I tell the story about Andy who? Um, oh yeah, came came to this country as an Englishman and had already made a decision that he did not like grits, wouldn't eat grits, but he loved polenta. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, when do we tell him that it's the same thing? <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> he knows now. He knows now. It's been, you know, yeah, almost 15 years. But That's like but- Audrey will throw up if she eats avocado, but she loves guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, side yeah. eye. Major side eye for that. <laughs> But, but the great thing about grits, I mean, when I was growing up, it was always, you know, bacon, eggs, grits, and toast. The pork would sort of switch out. You might get sausage or ham or something, but that was pretty much the breakfast. And, but I love stirring things into to grits. They're a little bit like pasta, a little bit like pizza. You can just do anything. You can throw anything. And, you know, you buy those quick grits. They're done in five minutes. And then stir in some of our tomato, our, our sun-dried tomato pesto or mm-hmm. just regular caramelized pesto. onions caramelized onions kale um, massage kale yeah cook kale so um nutritional yeast well that's a must if you want to if you want to Im- imitate cheese grits um nutritional yeast and, and you a- want to imitate cheese grits I'm yes. and and a little butter you need some plant butter too you need a little fat yeah. in those grits um i'm gonna make a quick plug for the um meatless uh, breakfast sausage patties that we that we have on the site uh, under the essentials category. That recipe is a long story, but it's a recipe that I'm incredibly proud of, and they're very very good and extremely satisfying. And they're they're not something you would make on the morning. It's kind of one of those things where you'd make them when you had some time or at the weekend, and then you can freeze them and pull them out and fry them up for breakfast. Oh, la morning stars. They're kind of like, yeah, a homemade morning star, star sausage. And they're great on breakfast sandwiches. They're great with tofu scrambles or just sometimes I just eat them with a piece of toast and an apple or something. Mm-hmm. But they've got nuts, brown rice, tofu, tons of seeds, seasonings. They've got chopped fennel seeds and sage and smoked paprika, which kind of gives it that um, meaty flavor. Um, onion and then chia seeds or flax seeds for binder, but they're they're pretty easy to make and it makes a lot, so you can keep them in the freezer, ready for a quick breakfast. Mm. They're really yeah. good. They I have good. to say, giving up any sort of meat at breakfast, I didn't even really realize that I had done it. But we never do meat or sausage anymore, bacon or sausage. I feel like no. that was easy to sort of. It's like it just feels like one of those things at the beginning of the day, like because like that's what we really have to move away from is eating meat at every meal um a re- like a recent report said that you know if everybody went two-thirds vegan i said this a few weeks ago on the podcast it would reduce result in like a 60 percent reduction in emissions and just doing something small like just not having meat at breakfast is is it's sort of an easy enough thing to do if you can find the things to replace it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't even, I didn't even realize I was replacing it. I mean, it was slightly intentional, reducing meat and reducing meat and dairy is obviously a path we've been on, but I wasn't like, okay, I have to cut out bacon. So what can I put in instead? I had so many other things to make and, you know, I guess 
shameless plug for being a recipe tester, but as a recipe tester for the site, that means I get an email every week with new recipes to try. And, you know, obviously no one's obligated to try them, but because I, you know, am a part of Planetarian Life, I feel obligated to make everything that's on the site. Then I'm making all of these amazing recipes, and suddenly I've got, you know, granola of four different flavors in my pantry. And, like, once I've got pumpkin spice granola, I don't want to eat anything else. Like, I want to find a... (laughs) I want opportunities to eat that as much as possible. And... You know, I would have never made breakfast pudding, breakfast rice pudding, but that's like one of my daughter's favorite foods. She's not a big eater and I have to cut her off when I feed that for breakfast. And I've always got the muffins and different kinds, different flavors in my freezer. And once you have all of these options and you've already, you know, you've made them, you know, the recipes, you're excited to try them. I mean, like Pam, to your point, who wants to eat the same thing every day? Like uh, I did, not that I wanted to, but I was just like, when the kids get up and I've got, you know, 20 minutes to get them like dressed and breakfast made and then so they have enough time to eat, it was like, okay, we make X number of eggs and toast and berries and we had that every single day because I didn't have the space to be creative or to think of more things or like, it's just breakfast is the the mad dash in my house. But when you've got muffins in the freezer and you've got granola in the pantry or you know overnight oats sitting in the fridge it's so easy to then just dish those up or or pumpkin bread sitting in the fridge or the freezer because I freeze everything um or, or ha- when you have company over and you make the the hash brown strata like that's a great that's a great thing to just have it's done it, it's easy and once that's in your recipe repertoire you don't need to then sit around and think like, okay, so if I take bacon off the plate, what the heck am I going to put there instead? Or if I take eggs off the plate, and we still do eggs. Um, we do eggs every day, pretty much. But, you know, we do fewer because there's so many other amazing foods that we have on hand that we want to eat. You know, and kind of back to the, the sausage point, the Planetarian Life sausage is so much better than the store-bought options. A lot of the plant-based meat options, in my experience, like when you're trying to make something that replaces meat, they're full of fillers or they they use um, wheat gluten, which is something I can't eat because I have celiac, or they have tons of preservatives or extremely processed ingredients, which is something I try to avoid on a personal level. So I'm like, the, these are not something I want to eat. They're not something I want to feed my kids. But the planetarian ones... You have to put in a little effort to make them, but then you have them all in the freezer and they're easy to make and you want to, you want to put that on your plate. You're not trying to just sub out something else. You're like, oh man, can't wait to have my, my sausage, my meatless sausage. And as a mom, I know that I'm feeding my kids great food because it's made out of, I mean, I made it myself. I know that it's rice and nuts and tofu. So I know that they're getting their carbs and like really healthy fats from the nuts and tons of protein from the tofu and it doesn't have all of the sort of what I would call junk that's in so many of the store-bought options especially for people who are um, not interested in the plant-based meats because of their sort of long ingredient list or concerns about like what's in these here's something you can make that has about I don't know eight or ten ingredients and Plus, how many patties does it make? I mean, my goodness. I mean, those Morningstar sausages are like, you know, 12 for eight bucks. So talk about eggs being This yields two dozen. 
this makes 24. I think that about does it. So challenge yourself this week to explore new and interesting plant-rich breakfast ideas. We have plenty on planetarylife.com. We've got tofu scrambles. We've got a formula for muffins, um, the sausages, the overnight oats, even trying beans on toast for breakfast. Um, open up your mind. Make one or two things this week that help you change up your breakfast routine and find a little joy at the beginning of the day because you know you're nourishing yourself um, and see, see how you feel at the end of the week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you'd rate the podcast and leave a review. Also, take a minute to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Planetarian Life. Head to planetarianlife.com for more recipes and inspiration and to become a planetarian. See you next week.